the USFL gambling podcast week three recap show on the sports gambling podcast network presented by win bet bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. This is Brian Bosworth, AKA The Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival, but survive it did. SFL gambling podcast. My name is Colby swinging database. Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> week three is in the books. I had a great week. I had another great week and I am joined by someone that, uh, you know, he, he loves the USFL as much as any of us. <laughs> Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. There are those who say that the fun has gone out of football, that it's become too predictable. For them, let me present 30 seconds of football, USFL style. The USFL, where football is still a game. It's still a game, Patty C. Indeed and it is. And I actually loved me some week three action. And I, I did. I not only gave away a DFS roster that actually won some cash. Cool, 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 hard, a hundred bucks, right? Yep. But I, uh, I also. That's uh, two two winners in three weeks for you. That's what I'm saying. That's why you should check out our DFS show, which we do on the same thing, the USFL Gambling Podcast. Yes, we do a preview and pick show. We do a recap show. We do a DFS show. You can count on that each and every week on the USFL Gambling Podcast. And uh, look, you go through. What did you make of Week Three's action? I mean, we'll go game by game. But overall, what did you make of it? Ah, uh, we had some good games. We had a, a one clunker in there, but even that was impressive on the Panthers part. Um, the Maulers <laughs> have a long way to go, <laughs> but everything else was pretty good. The Maulers were fool's gold because I, they, they uh, look like in week two, they look like that offense. They gotten a lot better. 
Uh, and in reality, they are still dog shit. So got got a bit lied to there. That's actually the game I got really just flat out wrong. Um, like I okay to to give you an idea on my bets. This is what I did. Yeah. I pushed on the I had the bandits minus one against the gamblers, and boy did I get lucky to hit that thing. I, I didn't I didn't even hit it, but I to me I figured I had lost the money. So when I pushed, yeah, would they get the uh, field goal at the buzzer? Twenty seven, twenty six. Uh, they get it done. This is the first time a uh, pro coach beat a college coach in the, in the USFL. And it really, I thought the gamblers gave away that game. Then you had the, uh, the stallions and the breakers Saturday night. I was all over the stallions as a, as a big dog. This line went up to like six. I think I got it at like a plus, like, I don't know, two eighty or 300. I forget. Um, bet that thing last second because of the, how much that line movement went to the breaker side. I was all over the stallions having the home crowd and Patty C we're seeing what a home crowd can do. Just like in college football can make a difference. Yeah. Even in the, uh, even in, the, even a in a brand half, new league. Yeah. Half full stadium still makes a difference. So stallions get it done. They're the lone undefeated team as they take down the breakers. Uh, then we had the Maulers Panthers and man, the, this, uh, this Mauler team, Hmm. Mm. Uh, how about the Michigan Panthers? They've only given up 27 points in three weeks. Uh, a stout defense, and it's absolutely necessary because uh, Shea Patterson, with his 49 passing yards, wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. You know, Paxton Lynch came in and went three for eight uh, for uh, 23 yards. So uh, between the two of them, they managed to go 11 for 25 for uh, 72 yards, completing 44% of their passes. They did run the ball pretty well, Corbin with 133 rushing yards. But um, yeah, that, that their passing game is trash. They need that defense to be excellent. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so uh, and then the the nightcap generals take down the stars. We'll talk more about e- each one of these games as we break these down. But first, okay, I guess let, let's 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 hop into bandits gamblers. Um, last second field goal, as you, as you talked uh, talked about there by the Tampa Bay Bandits. I thought. I honestly thought that the gamblers, they, they really didn't deserve to, to lose that game. But Hey, I mean, you you keep a team hanging around long enough. Um, I, I still surprised like Jordan Tamu, he was 21 of 36 for a touchdown and a pick, but he threw some other balls that could have been picked. I, I, I still thought he'd be better. And maybe it's the Todd Haley thing. Now, Jawan Washington did go off from the former San Diego state Aztec 15 rushes, 65 yards and a score. Tamu also did have a rushing touchdown. Um, what do you make? What'd you make of uh, that, that, that game in general? Yeah. Are you sold? Like if you had to do power rankings, which we will do, but between these two, if they had to meet again. I thought it, the gamblers it, was the clearly, clearly the better team, but yeah, they the were bandits. up 23 to 14 at halftime. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the fact that that was a one possession game by X or by USFL rules um, with the three point conversion being an option. Um, it made, it did make it a little more interesting, but all that to say uh, the gamblers, yeah, we're, we're kind of dominating the action despite that. And, uh, but the bandits made a, a very late charge to, to get it done. So you got to give credit where it's due. I think it's a little bit of bullshit. <laughs> I think the gamblers are a better team. Yeah, I'm about to say if they played in the playoffs, I think I'd probably take the the gamblers to win that thing. If they, the, I mean, here's the thing though: the gamblers and they did this against the Michigan Panthers in Week One. They don't make good halftime adjustments. 
I the feel gamblers. like, yeah, I feel like each, each game, each week they had that lead against uh, Birmingham. Um, and then uh, the Michigan game, they got very fortunate that Michigan didn't like capitalize in the second half. So I, I think that the gamblers need to improve their uh, halftime adjustments. Clayton Thorson looked on fire in the first half, the second half struggled. Struggled some. I mean, not. Uh, I guess he still had a good game well, overall. Was that a uh, a calling card of Kevin Sumlin in his college days? I feel like a little bit. I'd have to go back and really study the film, but I feel like yeah, I think he might be right there a little bit uh, on on that front. He's got a cutting edge yet, or he had a cutting edge offense. He throws the ball around. I still think he probably has a, a pretty advanced, you know, schematic uh, that he runs, but. Yeah, adjustments are a different story. Yeah, I mean, because it's happened, I think, three weeks in a row where the, the they just have not made great halftime adjustments. Clayton Thorson was fifteen of twenty four, two forty two touchdowns and a pick. But a lot of that was in the first half. Now, Mark Thompson, who I've lobbied now, and and now the stats back me up. I was ahead of the curve. Yeah, man, that one run where he just uh, he's a fucking know, beast. Back. Yeah, that was uh, he was smooth as butter on that one. He's the best running back in the league. I've been saying it. He's the reason why my DFS lineup brought in cash again. 24 rushes, 147 yards, 6.1 yards a rush, and he had a touchdown. Um, Anthony Ratliff, what's that? Leading rusher in the league, you said? Yeah, leading rusher in the league. And then uh, receiving wise, Anthony Ratliff Williams, who had a crazy touchdown where he fumbled the ball and and, and it bounced perfectly right back oh, up to him. Talk about luck. Jeez, yeah. a flip. It yeah. bounced right in front of him for 10, 15 yards and it bounced right up into his hands. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And then uh, Isaiah Zuber, the, the former K state slash Mississippi state receiver three for 73 to score. I don't know how they lost this game. I really don't. I feel like they got too, way too conservative. Northrop was a force on defense. Again, he had nine tackles, uh, you know, uh, just all over the field. I don't know how they lost this game and credit to the bandits. They get it done, but I still think the bandits Kind of fool's gold. I think they're kind of fool's gold. Have not been too too impressed with their play, despite them being two and one. Um, then the nightcap on Saturday night, and once again, I think these these ratings we don't have the numbers yet, but I think it's a, a, around a million views. I think, which I think is sustainable. And that's another thing. I don't know. If we address this. I, I I listened to an interview, or I didn't listen to it. I think I read an interview from the uh, Fox Sports president talking about how the the numbers. He's very happy with, and they knew in the hub that they wouldn't have, you know, that great of attendance besides the, uh, besides the the Birmingham game. So, um, yeah, they're not they're not uh, they're not in it for the immediate money. No, they they are long term planning this thing, and they have reasonable expectations, and so far those are being met. Yeah. Uh, and and to me, I think it's uh, it's I I think the league's only going to get better. You got to remember, like. Right now, the other playoffs are going on. Now, sure, you could say, well, the playoffs will be going on a month from now, but also these games were building up that tradition. So I think for anyone starting on a new league, uh, I'm very excited about the numbers. I thought the numbers and reading that article, I think it makes perfect sense for their side of things. So check out that. I think I tweeted that out at, at USFL Gambling. So let's talk. Uh, the breakers who got out to an early lead uh, against or a halftime lead, I believe against the, uh, yeah, they were up. Uh, no, actually they were down to half 10, six, but they had a 13, 10 lead in the third. Now Jamar Smith was 15 of 38, just 39%. Whew. 
but two touchdowns, one interception. He also had 59 yards rushing. This was kind he's of anyone's uh, game for a bit. He's a beast. Yeah, I mean he's played really good despite that terrible percentage passing the ball. Um, CJ Marable, 16 rushes, 36 yards, struggled to get to run the ball. That that breaker defense was doing the job, but it came in the in the in the passing game where you know a slew of receivers. Uh, I think the big one there was Marlon Williams, uh, the UC former UCF wideout, had a 47 yard touchdown on like a, a little little slant, um, and then. Uh, Scooby Wright had a huge play defensively. I don't know if you saw that. Scooby Wright's turning into the Brian Bosworth of uh he's definitely uh I think probably the coolest guy in the league. I feel like this is Scooby Wright. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Sco- Scooby Wright is the boss of this that league, vibe for right? sure. I'm loving it. He I, made it. I will say What's I that? liked to see uh, Skip Holtz take him in on the sideline and say, "Hey, buddy, I'm all about you going all all in with your teammates and and getting the excitement level all the way up to the max and celebrating." But you know, make sure it's not a me 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 thing. You know. Yeah, you gotta love Skip Holtz, man. Former East Carolina Pirate. You know how things are down there. I mean, his well, dad. Well, well, I don't get. They bring me in cold. Shout out to shout out to Lou Holtz. Um, no, but uh, they made the plays and and really uh, disappointed that the, I mean I was on Birmingham, but I thought the Breakers. You know, slower slower Saturdays happened, but he was twenty six of forty seven. Forty seven passes, Patty C. Two hundred forty yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Jordan Ellis had 90 yards rushing. Larry Rose, the former New Mexico State back, got in some action as well. But I think the real story there was uh, Jonathan Adams only one catch, 10 yards. I was shocked by that. I had him as a DFS play. It's probably my worst DFS play. Uh, Johnny Dixon got off seven catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns. What do you make? This is an interesting one because I think to me, if they play again, I thought the Stallions caught him at the perfect time. Breakers just destroyed the Bandits. They're thinking they're the shit. Stallions caught him at the perfect time. I actually think if they play again. I'm probably going to take the breakers. Yeah. I mean the home field advantage, obviously a factor, like we said, the big prime time uh, spot without an NBA game to compete with um, in the evening on Saturday, um, you know, it, a lot of eyeballs on the game. And so they, they capitalized on that, but you know, assuming that uh, certainly when we go to the playoffs in Canton, they're not going to have that quite much of a home field advantage. I wouldn't think, um, I don't know how big of a factor that was. I thought they played really well. I I don't know that this is that big of a misrepresentation of like the quality of both of these teams. I think it's a pretty darn close game though. Yeah. I even think the score, I mean, a nine point game, a little bit misleading there. I think it was a closer game than that. A little slower leading the league and passing. Maybe uh, they should have diversified the offensive plan a little bit. Like you said, 47 passes, launching the ball all over the place. Um, and then Ellis getting 25 carries. It's kind of like a one dimensional thing they're doing. Yeah. And I mean, the goal line fumble was huge in that game. Um, e- either way. I mean, uh, I think the breakers will be back. I think they'll be fine. Let's talk Sunday. But before we talk Sunday, I gotta, I gotta get us paid. The, the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by win bet on the sports gambling podcast network. Uh, look bet. $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. Um, 
We're also brought to you by, I could go into that win, but I think it's a great deal. We're also brought to you by trade coffee. I mean, I, I'm telling you, trade coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses uh, who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Yeah, maybe. The, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's a lot right there. And look, whether your friends call you a coffee snob or know it all or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter, right? Trade coffee's experts know what the hell they're doing. They taste over 450 different roasts. So they know exactly what to recommend you for. You know what I mean? Like they're going right. to get you the best one. Well, and no one's ever going to call Colby or I a snob or, or smart even, but we still know <laughs> our fucking coffee, you know, because we go to trade coffee. What was that? Paul coffee, Paul coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit red wings. Yeah, exactly. There we go. What else do we got? We got a coffee, uh, there? uh, coffee Coburn. Yeah. You know, we know our coffee. <laughs> we're calling them coffee Coburn. Uh, yeah. So subscribe, tell a friend, uh, you know, uh, this stuff is the truth. It really is. Uh, I really, I, I what's it, There's no gimmicks involved. It, it trade de, trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground uh, for however you brew it at home and they'll guarantee you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. Yes. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive uh, likes or, or reviews. I'm sorry. Uh, right now trade is offering uh, new subscribers, a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to trade uh, drink trade.com slash SGP, once again, drink trade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. And you can get started today by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP. We're also mm-hmm. brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. You're probably wondering, hey, Colby, what the hell is this shit? Right? Oh, I'm going to tell you with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. To help you start your day right, the special b- blend of ingredients uh, supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your your energy, your focus, your recovery, and your aging. All those things. It costs you less than three dollars a day. I mean, come on. Uh, to make Soiling it easy, green without the special ingredients. That's exactly, what you're exactly. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Mm-hmm, that's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, your emails, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more. That's the one, the browsing history. Yes. Well, it will be more. uh, It's just be be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. You know, you never know who's out there. All right. Snowden was watching, right? <laughs> you ever um, get those emails from the people saying, "Hey, we've been watching your uh, your activity. We're gonna we're gonna blackmail you." I get those all the time. I feel like <laughs> uh, uh, dude, or, or you get the ones where like uh, like I'll be like, "Hey, uh, I'll tell my wife like we should we should go to Costa Rica," and then like 
uh, three minutes later, I'll have like ads for Costa Rica flying to Costa Rica. Yeah, it is weird. That it's is listening. really weird. Johnny Something's five, listening. Johnny five is listening, man. The phone jo- is listening. We should tell him that story about what you guys did to me uh, with the prank call. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me finish this, and then yeah, I want yeah, you to yeah. explain that. Um, IP Vanish though is, is really uh, uh, look. It's incredible. It's incredible. We have it here in the studio. I'm not just saying that to say it because we're getting paid. It is awesome. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, Patty C. What is this story of uh, pranking? What did I do to you again? Oh, man. I, it might have been our boy, uh, Kaizel, but uh, I know it was a couple of you knuckleheads. Um, and so they, they, they pranked me with like one of these, like, whatever, online prank call things uh, where it's the automated voice. Um, and <laughs> I it's think this sounds familiar <laughs> saying like, Hey, this is the government, whatever NSA. And you know, we just were watching you buddy. And like, Hey, we got like a, uh, we know what you've been looking at online. You know, it's, oh, that it's, was me <laughs> as far as, as far as porno. And it just so happened that some of my strange uh, watching habits were, you know, mentioned directly uh, <laughs> in the, in the prank call. And so I, I, I was like, I oh, shut the fuck up. Who, who is this? Whatever. Right. And then, you know, there wasn't any response or it was just a message. So I, I hung up and then uh, I was like, ah, it's nothing. I was pranked, but back in my head, I was like, uh, was that real? You know, and so <laughs> for like six months, I was walking or what, like I changed my viewing habits and I'm, uh, you, you were like this when you hung up the phone. Well, well I don't get, I get a <laughs> cold, but it did change my viewing habits for a while. And then like <laughs> it came up in conversation where I, I was talking to you guys and I was like, man, I actually got a call one time about this and you guys just all lost it. And I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> You were sitting there online saying, Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Because she got a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, IP Vanish doing great things. That's an ad for you, right? That's an ad read for you. All right, Patty C. Sunday action on the USFL. It was on USA Network and Peacock. I know a lot of people were furious about the Peacock thing. Not your boy, Pick Dundee, because I went and got. Uh, Peacock about a month ago or no, about six weeks ago because I knew it was going to be aired on some uh, USFL and also everyone been telling me about that Yellowstone show. I like that Yellowstone show. It was decent. Yeah. Still, still going on. Kevin I Cosner. I got to I mean? check it out. Kyle Wait, Ripken, Cosner's in it. Yeah. Kyle Ripken might've broke his nose, but I mean, Hey, still, uh, still a good actor despite it. <laughs> I Maybe am a, a piece Cos- of shit. Cos- Cosner's, good yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. All right. Uh, check out that show, but really it's, uh, one of those games. I think there's going to be a couple more that's going to be on Peacock as well. So stay tuned. Um, so Sunday we had the Maulers Panthers. This was just, this was like a, you know, Jeff Fisher was a part of the 85 bears, Patty C with buddy Ryan. And he uh, was, on, it was like, he was honoring buddy Ryan. Cause 24, nothing. The Maulers couldn't do a damn thing. I'm so confused. Uh, and this uh, Panther uh. defense is emerging. I think as the best defense in the league, um, really impressed, really impressed. The thing is, is that their offense, I still don't think they're going to be winning a ton of games because their offense is still dog shit. But what they yeah, did I defensively, pit, pit. yeah, I took pit too. I, 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 this is one where look uh, from a gambling point of view, I was all over the stallions money line and that payout was so good. I actually had a good weekend gambling. Cause I also pushed with the bandits, 
but I lost on the, on the, the, the Maulers here. Now, as far as the stars generals go, I, I actually didn't bet it, but I was wrong on my pick, but I didn't bet it. But um, the Maulers yeah, just got their ass. Yeah. Maulers. Yeah. They're terrible. They're terrible. I, I don't even get it. Bailey Gaither. I thought would be a great play. Um, he didn't even need him to get a catch. Um, I mean, they, they just struggled. I mean, your boy Groshek, 10 rushes, 28 yards. Couldn't get it done. They had 103 yards rushing at 125 yards. London is, is, is the number one back on that team. Let's be honest. That's pretty obvious at this point. <laughs> uh, perhaps. Yeah. I think it is pretty, pretty obvious too. And I thought, I actually thought the Maulers defense would give the Michigan Panthers a harder game to tell you the truth. Like I was shocked. The Panthers were even like they had 244 yards on the ground. I didn't think that would happen against the, the Pittsburgh Maulers. Paxton Lynch came in uh, was three for eight for 37 or for 23 yards. I mean, their quarterback play with the Michigan Panthers whew, combined for 72 yards and the, and they still won by, by 24 points. The, the first shutout in USFL history, Patty C or at least in the, the since the eighties, I would assume, um, there we go. but uh, Devin Ross, former Colorado Buffalo, he was getting in there four for 26. Lance Lenore Jr. four for forty one. Um, so I was surprised. You know, Corbin had twenty rushes for one hundred thirty three yards. I thought Stevie Scott and 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 Cam Scarlett would get more action, but I guess Corbin was killing it. Why take him out? So uh, they got three capable running backs with Michigan. It's a shame they don't have any part of a passing attack. I'm going to be <laughs> interested to see where you have them in your power rankings uh, in a minute here. What well, was Jeff Fisher this run centric? Uh, in prior prior stops, well, in Tennessee, sure, yeah, yeah. Eddie George, I mean, I'm, they threw the ball. I mean, they had a what? Kevin Dyson and Yancey Thicker. They didn't throw that often. If they did, they threw it to Wycheck a lot. I feel like, yeah. I mean, McNair was plenty capable though, um, and I still think he preferred to run the ball there. So when you don't have a, a great quarterback and you do have the uh, running backs to get the job done, then this is what it looks like if you're Jeff Fisher. Yeah, yeah, and then. The nightcap, which I thought was the best game of the weekend. I don't know about you, man, but I, you know, I know the the New Orleans Breakers. I stamped as my team a couple months before the season. Mm-hmm. I love the style that the New Jersey Generals play. Now, if Mike Riley would just not go to Luis Perez, and look, I like Luis Perez. He was in the AAF. He was in the XFL. I like his story. But with DeAndre Johnson, they are so much better. They're just so much better. It's so obvious. And they run this kind of like shotgun option, triple option, you know, option read stuff with Trey Williams and, and, uh, and Victor, that other power running back. And they also, you know, give it to, to Turpin of the wide receiver. This is a fun offense. And at one point in the second half, they, they had, I think 28 plays into the second half and 25 of them were runs and three were passes. Um, I actually think that this offense, I don't understand why they play Perez. I honestly think Mike Riley has got to pull back from that because I think this is an, they should have beat Birmingham week one. They missed some field goals. They completely outgained them. And Deandre Johnson, I think is, is a, a gigantic X factor in this league. And they got to get him the ball more. He was six of eight, 130 yards, 16 yards of completion. He also rushed for, for 94 yards and a score. Mm. I think this is, I actually, I'm, I'm on record here. I think it's the best team in the league. If they, if the only, if they can get out of their own way, they're the best team in the league to me. If they, cause I feel like running the ball, they are a better running team than everyone in the league. And Deandre Johnson, they pose such a threat at running 
that when you go play action with Johnson, there's tons of op- uh, opportunity there. I mean, shoot, he's the number three rushing player in the entire league at the quarterback position. And, and I'm telling you, when they run that, like they had Birmingham beat, in my opinion, they were the better team. They lost that game. I know the scoreboard says that, but they were they they, they should have beat them. They should have beat them. They couldn't make their field goals. They 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 didn't go for a fourth and like uh, two or fourth and one and a half yeah. when their when their run game had been dominant. If they can get out of their own way, which is playing Luis Perez too much, I, I wouldn't play him at all. I mean, look, I, I Perez could be a starter on another team maybe, but I think DeAndre Johnson is a dynamic quarterback for them. So he's, he's got better passing numbers and running numbers. So it makes no I, sense to me. I mean, I know that in the second half they went solely with Johnson, so maybe they're learning. But I think this team can beat anyone. I think they're the best running team in the league. And I think they're the the, the most explosive running team in the league. Because you have Johnson and Williams and Turpin and even Victor, who's like your bowling ball, that can <laughs> really that can really like dice you up. They have like f- like just explosive players all around on Wait, the running. Is Turpin game. the uh the guy out of TCU? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that guy's fast. Yeah, I mean, dude, he had five catches, seventy-eight yards. They got him on a. They do these little jet sweeps with him too. Yeah, I'm telling he's you, lightning. Running he's absolute the, lightning. And Trey Williams, a beast. He had nineteen for one ten rushing. He is dynamic. And then when you have the bowling ball, Victor mixing that with Johnson, I'm telling you, this team should win the USFL, the American, the, the American Cup. What do we call that? Mm. Isn't that what we're calling the uh, this 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 uh, their championship? I have no idea what the official. No, I feel uh, like we got to call it something. Oh yeah. Um, Bud bowl 25. There you go. <laughs> no, the American, the, 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 uh, the freedom cup, the freedom cup. It's for a third of July. Yeah. You know, so you, that, you get the freedom cup on July 3rd and right? you drink it and you can even July do a 4th. special with freedom fries at the stadium. <laughs> go back George W style. Um, uh, now Brian Scott did get injured for Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. that was on a little bit. You could say, well, Philadelphia would have beat him had Brian Scott stayed healthy. But I thought the backup looked all right. I just thought, and I thought the same in, in the Birmingham game. When they let DeAndre Johnson play, I don't think any defense can stop this team. Maybe, if anything, it might be the Michigan Panthers because of their run defense. But I don't know. What do you make of, I mean, what do you make of, the, the, of my statements with the Generals and the Stars? Um, well, I mean, Brian Scott getting injured is obviously a, a huge thing. He was the l- leading uh, passer of in the league coming into the game and um, five years experience with Bart Andrus. Uh, that is not something you can replace. Even if his, even if the backup seemed to have done well, um, 13 to 20 for Cookus, that's 65%. He did do pretty well, but that's what I'm saying. He, fought, he was, he was, dude, he took a deep shot early for a touchdown uh, or at least I think down to the five yard line or something. Um, this team is super. I mean, the, the difference between these teams is so obvious though. Like uh, stars are completely one dimensional, 230 passing yards, 31 rushing yards. Meanwhile, the generals 205 passing yards with 269 rushing yards. The, that balance, you know, and, and combined with a good defense does make you think that the generals have all the pieces necessary to, you know, beat who, whoever they have to. Yeah, dude, I thought they should have beat the Stallions. I thought they were the better team. So, in my power ranking, since we're getting to it right now, you know what? We're going to take the database top 25. We're going to throw it by the wayside. All right. Oh, you're, you're applying new rules here. Let's let's just say who I think the best team in the league is. I think the okay. new the New Jersey Generals are the best team in the league. Yeah. I think number two 
is the stallions right now, but I think the breakers and stallions are right there. So I'm going to put the breakers at three stallions at two generals at one, right? I don't, I, I, it's good that you don't have them any lower than two. <laughs> that would be a disappointment since they've already played head to head. Some of these, yeah, other but they got lucky. Like I said, if they were to play again, I would take the generals on the money line. Sure. Sure. I, I can appreciate, you know, your, your, the eye test that you you feel like you've seen here. Uh, it is pretty anti database to, uh, to, to not reward the head to head matchup, but we're early. It's a new, it's a new and there's world. There's not 130 teams or what we're referring to subscribe to the college football experience. This, this is like, we're going to see them in the playoffs. All right. Uh, right now, if the playoffs started tomorrow, the generals would be uh, the one seed and, and the other one seed it would be the, the ball, the Birmingham stallions. I almost said Baltimore stallions. shout out to Tracy ham and uh, the Baltimore stallions, uh, former CFL team, <laughs> Mike Pringle, all those guys, um, an old school knowledge. Uh, but uh, so, so my, my rankings will go like this. I think the generals are the best team in the league. If they get out of their own way, Mike Riley doing a good job, but you don't need Lewis press. He's a great backup for yeah. you because he's better than probably he's better than Loletta or, or Josh love or something. But at one, I got the generals, two stallions, three breakers at four at four. I actually think I gotta go gamblers over bandits. I think I go Philadelphia stars Oh, stars Four, I go stars five. I go I'm going to go gamblers over band. No, I don't know. It's so tough. Actually, I'll go bandits. They won by one. Tamu is more. I can trust Tamu more than I can Clayton Thorson. Man, I mean, Tamu ended up having better numbers than I thought, but I just saw him like. <laughs> he looked a short army. Yeah, and like, I you agree. Know. Actually, all right. You talked me into it. I'll give the gamblers that spot despite losing by one, right? Yeah. Then I'll go bandits, then Panthers, then Maulers. The Panthers, though. They're one game out of first, Patty C. Yeah. I mean, they're tied right now. They're tied for, for second place. So, I mean, for to, considering how awful that offense has looked, <laughs> Jeff Fisher, this is a huge game. What is it? I think for this Friday night. Let me uh what I gotta pull up the schedule. Yeah, Friday night, the Stars Panthers going on. Love the fact they're doing Friday night. FS1. Uh, they are, they are one win uh, from being back in the playoff conversation. I think even right now. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 in the conversation. I I should say they're one win away from being in the playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is a, it's a, and and Brian Scott, who knows his health. He missed the whole second half. It seemed like Um, stars, Panthers Friday night. I love the fact they're that that was my complaint with last weekend. I don't like two on Saturday and two on Sunday. Mix it up. You want Friday, even Monday. I would do one, two, three, four. Yeah. One a night. I mean, I don't mind one day of two games. Yeah. But don't give me both days, two games. Um, I think they should actively. I mean, it's weird because uh, I feel like they should actively avoid the NBA and maybe even like primetime baseball. Although I feel like that's harder. Um, But with the NBA kind of going to at this point in the playoffs, like two games a day, you know, you can work around that and, and be the, the featured spot if they're I, smart. I, yeah. I mean, I will say this, they dropped the ball last weekend as much as the games were competitive, putting that one on Peacock when there was nothing else on Sunday night. Yeah. I understand they're con- They're obligated contractually to play a couple games on Peacock. Yeah. I thought they should have done the Sunday morning on Peacock 
And then the Sunday night one on a major network. Yeah, it's tough. You wonder if NBC is just trying to like, you know, I mean, they're, they're them getting to play on NBC at all is huge. So I guess they kind of have to take what they can get there. But yeah. if NBC wanted more viewers, then you know they should have put the primetime game, you know, on well, NBC. especially because General Stars. I know we're just finding out about these teams, so who could have known what games are good? But I, I thought that was, I actually think that was the best w- to watch all uh, the, the most entertaining game of the four. Maybe you can make a case for Bandits uh, Gamblers. And I feel like uh, those teams are the only only two teams with real like proximal rivalry, you know, regardless of how close, like, I mean, the other teams are to each other, Philadelphia and New Jersey are kind of the same place. (laughs) So there's going to be a rivalry there. And so uh, very similar styles, very similar fan base. We're not style of play, but you know, similar locations. I think you're going to, that's going to drum up interest no matter what, you know, a hundred percent. And so, so Friday night we get stars, Panthers Saturday, we get generals maulers and Saturday night bandit stallions. That, that should be a good one. And then Sunday night or no Sunday morning, I guess on the West uh, noon on the East gamblers breakers. That moment might be, what's the best game. What are the, I actually think I'm looking forward to the stars Panthers the most. Cause you have two contrasting styles stars pass the football over all over the field. Panthers can't pass to save their life. You know what I mean? A screen is a, is a, is a hard thing to do yeah, when you're, when you're the true. Michigan Panthers. That are th- those are the two most contract uh, uh, contrasting styles. Um, wait, what, what do we say the uh, stats were? The stars uh, had 230 passing yards and 31 rushing yards. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Panthers had uh, 42, right? 72 passing yards yeah, 72. and 244 rushing yards. So we're basically seeing uh, Wisconsin versus uh, <laughs> what uh, uh, like Mich- Air Mississippi Raid. State yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I signed me up for it Friday night. Can't wait, folks! And uh, look, subscribe to the USFO Gambling Podcast. Like I said, we do this. We have a pre- uh, a, a preview and picks episode that comes out later in the week, as well as a DFS lineup, our DFS show that we give away. Uh, you know, our, our DFS lineups, which have won a shit ton of money already so far. So you got no, you got no excuses. All right, we're here for you. Check us out. Tell a friend. We are on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Uh, and uh, look, I'm on Twitter also at the Colby D. Patty C is on t- on on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick, who's uh, on our other two shows, he's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. So uh, come on, let's let's do this damn thing, man. We got uh, we got some great some great football ahead of us uh, as this thing ramps up. I love this thing. Spring football here to stay. USFL here to stay. Let's do the damn thing. Get that SGPN app. Subscribe to the college football experience. Subscribe to the college basketball experience. Subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. Right now, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. If you're tuning into those two, we got podcasts that cover you there. Golf, horse racing, Kentucky Derby, right around the corner. We got you covered with the no- notorious, uh, the notorious podcast. So check out that. Then the, the notorious T was it TVG or I don't know I'm, uh, OTB OTB. Uh, I got CTE. Maybe I don't know a lot, a lot of different uh, things going on here. That's a, that's another thing for this week though. They had some great hits, but man, the, a couple of flags that pissed me off. Colby, you were definitely uh, railing on Twitter 
Mike, get in Mike Pereira's ear. Yeah, because uh, it's nonsense. You have a chance to review that. I was glad to see them reverse some of the other nonsense ones. Yeah, and a couple of those ones were bullshit. A couple of those ones they got to get better at. But hey, it was still a good week. Some hard hitting. I liked it. Well, you know what? Probably it is is that they haven't really figured out that they're not going to get hounded by like uh, the public for letting them play a little bit because the people that are watching are football fans that want to see it. They're not soccer moms that, you know, get horrified every time uh, someone gets their helmet grazed and, 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 you know, writes a letter to the the local newspaper. No, it's their local representative. Right. Exactly. (laughs) They're congressmen. Yeah. no, there's people who want to watch football. And in fact, I'm glad you are getting in Mike Pereira's ass about it, about making some terrible calls because the people who are watching don't want to see that shit. We want to see real football. Exactly. And so I encourage you to keep that up. Yes. And let's see real football. Let's see real football folks. Feel free to tweet as well. All right. Follow us. I'll be, I'll be the, I'll be a beacon of light on yeah, this. Everyone right? jump on Colby's <laughs> uh, follow Colby's lead. And let's just harass the shit out of Mike Pereira. Every time he the calls, a, <laughs> calls a, a targeting penalty. Yes. Yes. We got Look, you got an obligation to do football the right way. All right. When you play the sport, it should be played the right way. That's right. All right, folks subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. He's Patty C. I'm, I, I'm Colby swinging database Dan. Let's have some fun. And uh, I'm going to send you out with a Houston Gamblers song. So let's kick some ass. Have a wonderful uh, week and uh, be back in a couple of days to talk some USFL week four picks and DFS. Till then, you better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.